Welcome to the Little McDermott Radio Show. I'm excited that you have joined me today. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a background and why I started doing radio. And I'm going to use my uh, responsibility questions that I talked about in the previous podcast and uh, give you an example of my life and why I do what I do. I grew up in a family that when you had a difference of opinion, you were made to feel wrong. In the last podcast, I talk about the 70,000 thoughts in your head and the little tape recorder that we are until, for me, I would say until the age of 10. But Bruce Lipton shared that those 70,000 thoughts that we have in our head are repetitive. 90% of them are repetitive. 80% of them are negative. So where do you store these thoughts? If you cut the brain open, where's the thought? Hmm. Could it be in your spirit? Could it be in your soul? Or could it be in a section of your body that permeates? Well, there is a study that shows that whenever you go through a traumatic experience, that experience gets recorded in your white blood cells. What? Yes, I just said that. Are you listening? It is time to take out your soul shovel and change the way that your life is. You know, when we're little, we're taught, follow the golden rule, treat others the way you are treated. And that supported me very well when I was younger because the world revolved around me. But as you get older, that does not support you. If I treated everyone the way I wanted to be treated, that means you don't matter. So here's a twist on that golden rule. Treat others the way they want to be treated. A little bit of a concept there. So when I was going with that golden rule and why I'm starting this, I have no idea where I'm going on this with this podcast, but I'm hoping that you will join me on my yellow brick road that once we get to that little Oz experience, we can close the curtain and say, you know what, Dorothy, the power was in you all along. Okay, so here we go. When I was... Hmm, 2007 was in 2007 2008 when the housing crisis like went under I decided that because of the situation in our family we went from having a lot of money to boom the crisis liar loans all this to us being owed hundreds of thousands of dollars which created a whole different dynamic in our life so it took me out of my comfort zone. And of course, I love, I was a volunteer. I did everything for free to now making making a living. I've always wanted to go into the medical field. I always wanted to do that. But of course, I've shared in the past that Mr. Torres said I would never amount to much at the age of seven. And somehow I believed that. And I didn't go outside of that comfort zone and stretch myself so that I could prove to myself that I was more than that. That yes, I was, I was more, I could create things. And even if I was creating something brilliant, 
in the back of my mind, those 70,000 thoughts, you'll never amount to much. Okay, so that would drive me to be perfection, which doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Perfection doesn't exist. And you can drive yourself crazy, by the way, trying to be perfect. And it's not real. It's an illusion. So I went to work and I started, I I went, I, I read on one of these ads that there was a company that was an imaging company that was hiring marketing. And so I had never done that. But I got dressed instead of applying online, I got dressed, figured out who they were, asked for the hiring manager, gave them my resume and told them that I was the person for this job. I don't know where this came from, but I always had that in me. I just didn't know why I was so determined that I was going to do this. Guess what? I got hired. But he hired me for $3,000 less than he had um, promised and after three months, or actually he saw, he said, in one month, I'll bring you up. And after three months, I went back to him and I said, you know, I'm changed your marketing around and now I would like my raise. And he said, no. So I said, okay. So I knew he had the money. There was, it was a money uh, excuse, but I knew he had the money because I was spending $10,000 and all the different things that I organized for him and was doing extraordinary things for his company because that was what I guess I was born to do. And then I found another company that was hiring. I did the same thing. Boom. But I went to them and they were a imaging company. And now they offered me more than I wanted for the first guy. Right. And I got really, really good. I remembered in my interview, someone asked me, how can you do you have you ever worked with personal injury? And I said, well, how difficult can it be? I'll figure it out. Where did that come from? There was something in me that had that confidence, even though I was told I would never amount to much. When I was in my truest essence, I could hear that voice. I could hear that voice, but I would cover it up with that. You will never amount to much. That little voice that you ignore, that you keep the music burning loud because you don't want to hear that voice, but it's still there. Again, that's recorded in your body. So then I got really, really good in this company and I was getting commission plus my base salary that I wanted. And it was great until a company came in and said, we know that you're really good at working with attorneys and doctors and we really want to take this skill. And now we're offering you twice as much of my base salary and a six figure income on commission alone. Oh my gosh, I was seduced to jump ship. And so I gave my notice for the company that I worked with for like less than a year. It was a little bit over a year to start working with this company. And once I looked at the contract and I went to sign the contract, there was a little clause in there that said that they could let me go before the 90 days without reason. Well, no one in all the jobs I've ever done, all the things that I've ever done, no one had let me go. And they told me, if you do a good enough job for us, why would we let you go? And I signed this non-complete clause. Anyway, started working for them and I got really, really good at what I, I was doing. Storch, short story, I'm going to go down to the, they kept raising up the expectation and give me your contacts, give me your contacts, give me your contacts. And they were loving everything I was doing. And then on the 89th day, 
which by the way, was a three month cycle. So all these six figures that were going to be coming at me were beyond the, the 90 days. They called me up and said, Lily, we love what you're doing, but we decided to change the position. And when I hung up that phone, I thought, this is not what I expected. But I knew with every ounce in my body, my intuition, that this was not the right company. Just like I knew it wasn't right to walk down the aisle with my ex, my ex-husband, but I did it anyway. So now I am without a job. <clears throat> and I sent, a, I, when my husband came to me and he goes, honey, are you okay? And I said, you know what? I'm relieved. I don't know why I just feel so relieved. And so I texted a couple of accounts that one of them was the number one neurosurgeon in the state of Florida. I texted him and I said, you know, Dr. Razak, I am no longer working for this company. I just want to let you know, it's been a pleasure serving you. And then I texted another group that was very close to, to signing them the dotted line. And the reply I got from the doctor was, I'm about to go into surgery. I don't care what you do. You need to start your own business. I had my first client. I didn't even have a business. And then the other person said, you need to start your own business. Could you, can I please be your client? And oh my God, I started my own company. And I already had, I was making more money already than the first, the first. So again, everything happens for a purpose. Everything happens for a reason. Trust the process. So I started my company in about a year after I started my company, I started a campaign and this campaign, someone said, you should go on the radio. And I went on the radio and that is when a half hour interview turned into my new passion. After this half hour interview, the owner of the company that interviewed me, the station, he came to me and said, wow, how long have you been doing radio? And I looked at my watch and I went 30 minutes. That 30 minutes, that yes that I said to starting my own business, the yes that I said to being on the radio changed my life. It changed my life. When I first started the radio, I am like the person who starts a marathon, the person who starts a triathlon, the beginning of that triathlon and the end of that triathlon, the person is different. That is who I am today because I was able to say yes to growth. I was able to say yes to the opportunities. Now, now that I'm telling you this, I am going to share with you my four questions of responsibility. Now, I went and I started working. How did I create where I'm at today? If I go back there and look at these four questions without fault, without shame, without duty, no different than two plus two equals four, no feelings. How did I create me being on the radio and this growth? I signed a non-compete clause. I knew it. Every ounce of my body said to me, don't sign it. Don't sign it. Don't sign it. And I signed it because who, no one's ever fired me. I had two years that I couldn't work in that industry. Thank God. I didn't want to be in that industry anymore. And it had not been for that. I wouldn't have started my company. So those are the blessings. So I created it by signing on that dotted line, that 90, that, that, that non-compete clause. And then 
the gifts and lessons. It showed me, it started me in this process. With, when somebody said, if you were to do a radio show, what would it be on? Well, it was all about being able to have a conversation where I wasn't me- meant to feel wrong about it. That's how it started. It was simple. But then someone said, hey, I want to challenge you to eating raw vegan for one month. And I said yes to that. And within three days, I felt so good. I didn't know I felt bad. I didn't feel bad. I I didn't know I could feel better. Saying yes. What is your yes? So that became my gift and lesson. That signing that 90-day contract that I created it brought me to where I am talking to you today. The woman who started the race is not the one that stands before you. What, how I created is the first question. What are the gifts and lessons? Oh my God, all the teachers that have been on my show that have taught me how important thought is, how important nutrition is, how important if we are sick, it's because we created our sickness. Oh, how did I create it? Stop eating the burgers. Stop eating the French fries. Stop eating the things that will not support your body and shift it just like our thoughts. You can change those foods and make them healthy. I talk about it on my show all the time. Now, going back to how did I create it? I already told you. Were the gifts and lessons? Oh my gosh, unlimited. What's going to be different? I will never, ever, ever sign a non-compete clause again. My company, if you want to work with me, you better trust me. I'm never going to take your clients away. What I help you build, I will not help destroy. If you don't trust me, that's fine. You can find somebody else, but I will never, ever, ever sign a non-compete. Huh, that's what's going to be different. And fourth, how will you use what you've learned for the benefit of the others in your life? I believe the show is my fourth step in taking 100% responsibility. I went from possibly being a victim and saying, I can't believe they fired me. And all these years later, this was 2010. Now it's 2018. All these years later, I could be still harboring resentment towards those people. I love those people. They set me free. Do you see the difference between being a victim and being responsible? There is no room for victim mentality anymore. So those are parts of those thoughts that we think in our head. Those 70 thoughts, 70,000 thoughts that command your whole body. Now, what are you going to do about it? How can we live this? I am so grateful kind of life. You know, we as Christians believe that we're like, oh, blame, shame, duty, gloom. You know, God is outside of us. You know, today as I was driving to the gym, I thought, what about this I am movement? I am powerful. I am. And I truly believe that. But guess what? That power that created you gave you the power to create. We create everything, everything we create. Because if that who created you gave you the power and that if we believe that power is everywhere, it's also in you and it's also in me. 
The power that created me lives in me. And therefore, I can do all things. It took all these years of trying to figure it out. So when you say, when you hear me say, we'll be right back, we'll be right here, I'm right here waiting for you, we are one. Because that creator that's in me is in you. That makes us all one. We're not divided. We are all one. The we I talk about is I and my creator. We can do anything we want. What is it that your limiting beliefs, these thoughts that were recorded when you were a child are keeping you from doing? What are you willing to do to create the life that you want? What are some of those thoughts in your mind that need to be reprogrammed? Again, in the previous broadcast, I said, the brain doesn't know the difference between do and don't. It doesn't know the difference between fact or fiction. When you are seeing something, your brain is processing it as it is happening to you. When you are thinking something, your brain is processing as it happens to you. So if you don't want to sign a non-compete clause, just be very clear of what you do. Don't be focusing on, I don't do this and I don't do that. I don't do this. No, I will demand that you trust me. If you don't trust me, then I walk away. There's no reason for us to have an agreement. It'll be verbal. And this is what I'm intending to, but I'm not going to sign that because I was unable to work in a field for two years, which turned out to be a blessing in disguise because that field was killing me. It was make, it was depressing every cell in my body, but you don't know what you don't know. We don't know how sick we are or how good something feels until we start feeling better. So what are the chatters in your mind? What is that 70,000 thoughts creating in your life today? And what are you willing to do to change it? So, like I said, I was driving this morning and it was like, we are. We are, God and I are an overwhelming majority and we can do it. So if you know that there is no failure in your life, that everything you do will turn to gold, that anything you desire will come true, then why are you thinking about what could go wrong? How would your life be different today if you knew Everything you did would be perfect. What would be different? How would you wake up in the morning? How would you operate your life? So I gave you an example of the four responsibility questions at whenyouneedafriend.com. What are you willing to do? So when you find yourself fearful and you find yourself using the word anxious, slap yourself, just, just do it right now, slap yourself, and say, I am excited. I am thrilled to try something new. If you don't want to marry or have a relationship 
that the person was abusive. I don't want to marry an alcoholic. I don't want to marry an alcoholic. Guess what? You're going to marry an alcoholic. How can I change this thought to be something different? I want to marry someone who's sober. I want to be sober. I am sober. We are sober because that power that created you, that created that desire. But then when you start thinking these thoughts, then you'll start feeling differently and those feelings will create a different action. Are you willing to do something different. You know, there's that song by Meatloaf. I don't know if you've ever heard it. And it's become kind of like this, this mantra or not a mantra. It's something that I use it as an example a lot, which is, you know, that song that goes, I would do anything for fill in the blank, which is love. But then what's the word after that? But I won't do that. Oh, there you do it. There you go again. What are you willing to do to achieve what you want? What are the programs in your mind that are willing that you need to write over so that you can create what you desire? You don't want to get sick? Then how about I am healthy? I am very healthy. I am strengthened. I am fulfilled. I'm excited. All these wonderful things. I'm going to take vitamin C. I am going to take good care of myself. I'm going to eat healthy, nutritious foods. And that's how the positive cycle goes on. What are you willing to do, my listening friend, to achieve the life of you want? Let's talk about a mantra for for a second. When I started working with myself, I had to overcome this um, little girl in my mind that would never amount to anything and who was unlovable. Those were the things that was in my subconscious mind so deep that until I took out my soul shovel and started digging, digging, digging until there was nothing else but truth, I was able to rewrite the program. I still have that little girl that comes out and go, oh, I don't know if you can do this. And I just say, you know, like Jesus said to, 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 um, was it Matthew? Get behind me, Satan. Get behind me. How many times do you need to walk away from a relationship that brings you down? How many times will you be able to say to yourself, I am enough because the power that created me is inside of me. And if a speck of that power of our creator is in me, what can't I do? I can do all things because we are awesome. Now it's your turn. What do you want? So here's the thing. Another thought that came to me one morning, because I call it my little downloads, my little downloads in the morning when I, before, when my eyes open up and I go, oh, God wants to talk to me. I'm so excited. It used to be, oh, I can't believe I'm just not sleeping. But now it's like, oh, I got another download coming. What's coming? Bring it, bring it, bring it. And the thought was, eliminate the chatter so you can hear my voice. Eliminate the chatter so I can hear the voice of my creator guiding me. What do you want of me today? How can I serve you? What can I do to create my dreams? Because God is a God of abundance. If you think you have to be poor in order to do God's work, think again. God is a God of abundance. 
He doesn't say, a little for you, a little for you, a little for you. No. And by the way, did I say he? Ah, God doesn't have gender. God always is and always will be. And if anybody tells you otherwise, it's time to walk away. Learn a new truth. Learn about the new God, the God that isn't created in your image. It's the God that always is and always will be world without end. So when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? So there's a book that I'm reading called Think and Grow Rich. Don't let the title fool you. Napoleon Hill wrote this book in 1937. The Bible was written 2,000, over 2,000 years ago. And here's my little take on the Bible, and I might have all of you roll in your grave and send me terrible texts, but I believe that the Bible that was created and inspired by the words of God, that was translated by kings, is not the same thing. There are a lot of truths in the Bible, and we need to take out of those the the pearls that will support our being. The one that says we are enough. The one that says we are loved. And that all we need to do is love and be loved and, and, and love God the way we love ourselves and our neighbors. Why? Because God is in us. So I believe that the kings made the Bible to make us to, to tame us, to, to make us meek and lowly and, and feeling like we weren't enough. We needed the king. We were looking for a savior to rescue us outside of us, the king. Well, guess what? That's not my creator. That's not my God. My God wants me to be the best that I can. My God wants to give me every yes possible. But first we need to say yes. First, we need to desire it. First, we need to align our thought. Every, think about this, every invention started with a thought. I live in Cape Canaveral and we saw the rocket launch the other day and it just went up in the air and those rocket boosters came down, boom, and landed exactly where they needed to land. That started with a thought. Every invention, every Adventure starts with a thought. What are you thinking? Can you take the victim mentality that God is a God of poverty and lack to an empowered mentality? I and God are we. We are enough. We can do great things. Together with my creator, I can do all things. I alone, eh, not so good. But maybe with me, God, and that's why we get depressed. That's why we feel anxious. It's because we detach from that knowing that God is in us, right? So how do you and God become one? With the thoughts you think. Ask God to come into you. And ask God to just download the truth that is infinite wisdom. By the way, yeah, infinite, infinite wisdom. 
infinite love, unconditional love, all those things that come from our creator that we diminish to our thoughts of lack and poverty and diminishment. You were created by the creator who created this universe. If a speck of that creation is in you, what would you do if you knew that everything you were to desire would come true? How would you behave differently? Hmm. So it's time to take out your soul shovel. It's time to dig, dig, dig. It's time to eliminate the chatter, the music, the TV, social media, other than my podcast, okay? It's time to eliminate all of that and listen. Listen to that voice that's being downloaded from our creator. It's called our intuition. It's called intuition. It's called intuition. A good feeling, gut feeling. I know. I don't know how I know, but I'm going to know. How many times have you said, I knew you were going to call? Maybe you were thinking about that person and that person felt your vibration and they called you. Be careful with the thoughts you think and be careful with the people around you because they are two thinking thoughts that may permeate onto you. Be protective. Be protective of these thoughts and know that you are enough. So here's my mantra. I am a creative, loving, trusting, intuitive leader. And to that I say, yes, I am. Or maybe I can say, oh, yes, we are. But if I say we too many times, they'll probably think I'm schizophrenic or have a multiple personality disorder. But you know, it'll be our little secret. I am creative, loving, trusting, intuitive leader. This is what I need to remember Because all those programs in my mind needed to be rewritten. And then I adopted a new mantra, which is, I am healthy, I am wealthy, I am wise, I am loved. I heard that from someone else. I didn't make that one up. But hey, I took it, but I'm not taking credit for it. I took it for me. So anytime I feel that little bit anxious, a little bit sad, a little bit whatever, allow those feelings to come in, but victim no more, zap it, smack yourself up again, and go through the four responsibility questions that you can find at whenyouneedafriend.com. And I want to ask you to become a subscriber. And also, I am so grateful grateful to Breadbox Media for allowing me to be here, the privilege to share my thoughts, part of my 70,000. I think I used all my 70,000 thoughts in my broadcast today. And I hope that you will continue listening to this new truth. You know, there was a time they thought the earth was flat. And it took a while. It took a while before someone said, you know, maybe what this guy is saying over here that the earth is a sphere. Maybe there's a little truth to that. But guess what? There are people who still think that the earth is flat. It's called the Flat Earth Society. Look it up. And I welcome a flat earther to contact me at 407-373-5959 and let me know why they believe the earth is flat. But there was a new truth. And that new truth led us to some great discoveries. What is the new truth that you need to unleash in your body, in your mind, in your spirit. What is it? 
time to take out your soul shovels and it's time to dig, dig, dig. And I want to thank you for being part of this broadcast with me. And I look forward to our next conversation. This is Lillian McDermott wishing you love, peace, joy, and unexpected abundance. Make it the best day ever. We fear bridges we burn, we make mistakes, then we live and learn. When life gets tough, and it seems like your best ain't good enough.